0: So the Alabama Crimson Tide had another big recruiting weekend. You want to hear about it? We're Here we go.
1: You are locked on Bama. Your daily podcast on the Alabama I think. You are locked on Bama. Your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson as me, Jimmy Stein as him, and uh, Jimmy, I got us screwed up in the back. Says, now I got us right. Jimmy, uh, big recruiting weekend for Alabama. Uh, lots and lots to discuss. Uh, Andrew Bone from uh, your side over at Own Three put up a, a nice uh, synopsis of everything that seemed to be going on. Uh, actually, it just says BOL, well known staff member, well known member.
1: Uh, I guess it's Andrew Bones, but I'm not. sure. <laughs> <But> <laughs> he is well is, known. On the he's very he well known, well on known. His staff. I mean, that's or, um, or on the site, people know who he is. Well, uh, yeah, he had a great report. I mean, I, I start personally with Sterling Dixon it, just just simply because okay. of this. There were some Alabama fans concerned about his uh, multiple flirtations with LSU. Uh, LSU recruits the Mobile area very well over the years. A lot of connections there. Sterling liked LSU a lot. They were selling him on this Harold Perkins role. Harold, as everybody knows, probably the best defensive player in the SEC next season. So Sterling was uh, very interested in LSU, but this Alabama trip, I think, uh, just stamped stamped it for him. It's over. He says he's shutting down recruiting. No longer will be participating in the recruiting process. He's just simply going to sign with Alabama in December. And that's great news. You know, he's not ranked. Uh, one of our highest ranked guys, but but really could be or should be. I've liked Sterling Dixon a lot since he was in the ninth grade. He's been a big star. He's, he's really, really similar to Deontay Lawson in every way, starting with the fact they played at the same school, starting with the fact they were both starting ninth grade safeties when I saw them and went, those are SEC players, uh, and grew into the linebacker position extremely versatile just like Deontay in the sense he can rush the passer, he can play downhill he can play laterally he grew up a safety he can drop into coverage and cover they also have similar personalities in the sense both have a lot of leadership traits uh and they're both gonna in my opinion play the same exact position which is will linebacker maybe even mike linebacker uh smart kids hard working and both played at mobile christian for ronnie Cottrell so they they're well prepared even though they didn't play in a high classification in high school. They played for a good program with other good players. So uh, I, I think Sterling Dixon shutting down his recruitment is one of the big stories of the weekend. But uh, really, every single kid that was there is pretty interesting, including a couple we hardly ever talk about, like Jameer Grimsley, uh, the cornerback who's down to Alabama and Penn State. And he may very well choose Alabama. This is a national top 100 cornerback. and We haven't talked about him much. Uh, I, I think a lot of people think he's going to Penn State, but uh, my understanding is very realistic. It could be Alabama. Well, shoot, uh, shoot. Uh, you just Rupert. went on a
0: little right there.
1: I mean, they yeah, always I, did. Talk- I did have a lot to talk about. I almost went Rupert to go back to you. <laughs> I think that's where, where we need to, where we need to go
0: to those who follow the podcast at all. Um, <laughs> now, I was going to start – with Demarcus Riddick because it seems like sure. always start, but I'm not going to do that until we have a little bit more time. Um, you, you brought up one in, in Jameer Grimsley who, yeah, his name uh, is not probably all that well-known in recruiting circles, at least when it comes to like Demarcus Riddick or Sterling Dixon or whatever, Um so, But Jalen Mbakwe, according to this well-known, well-known person at BOL, is saying that <laughs> Jalen Mbakwe was there this weekend, and he was really trying to recruit Grimsley to be in this class, and both of them will probably end up playing defensive back. So uh, that was very interesting. Of course, this kid is from uh, the Tampa area, which is known for having some really incredible athletes, and he's the number 11 cornerback in the nation, according to On Three.
1: That's right. Uh, very good player. Kind of weird that a kid from Tampa that's a national top one player and, and ranked as high as he is at all three is sorted down to Alabama and Penn State. Uh, I'm no geography buff, but I'm pretty sure we can sell him on that Tuscaloosa is a little closer to Tampa than, than Penn State. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so that that's one plus. Mbokwe recruiting him is another plus. Hey, I would take it right now. One thing I love about Grimsley, the thing, first trait I like about him the most is he is a cornerback. This won't be a guy that we get to campus and like, maybe he's a safety, maybe he's going to play star. This kid's just a pure cornerback. Great hips, great feet. Uh, I like Penn State's evaluations, frankly. And, and this is why. This is one of the reasons I like Penn State's evals is because if Luke, if we were like, okay, name the six or eight, let's name the top 10 programs in the country in terms of who recruits the most high profile guys, who recruits the sexiest lit. I mean, you know, who who's an elite recruiting program right now? You'd go Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, those first three, Texas, uh, LSU, um, uh, you know, USC, um, you know, so I don't know that you'd mention Penn State. I don't think they would come up. But then if you look like, okay, over the past three or four years, what what teams have won the most games? Penn State's in the top ten, which means they're recruiting better than people realize. Well, and they've got a lot of kids drafted. Oh, absolutely they get a lot of kids drafted. That's another good point. So I like Penn State's evals. I mean, if, if Franklin and Penn State think he's good, he's probably pretty good. Uh, so that's one more reason I, I just sort of like Grimsley. Uh, Let's see. I mean, it could be Alabama. I'm not going to predict Alabama just yet, uh, but I'm just telling y'all not to be surprised if it's Alabama. Let me go ahead and tell everybody about
0: FanDuel. You know, we love FanDuel over here uh, at Locked On. You know, we love FanDuel when it comes to just Jimmy and me. It's easy. It's a great app. It's a great website. It's great everything. You can have that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, FanDuel.com slash locked on, and, you know, take the Braves. Even though I hate them, they're on fire. They beat everybody's brains in. You can bet on the College World Series. You can bet on whatever you want to. Um, If you're so inclined, you can bet on the WNBA. Go for it. Hey. Um, equality for you so that you can bet on every gender in sport. That's wonderful. That's FanDuel. That's how much they think of of you, the human being. FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's where you want to go to sign up. And you want to take that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's amazing. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball's.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Also, I want you to go check out Locked On NBA Draft. Of course, our main man, Brandon Miller, and our second main man, Noah Clowney, will probably both get drafted. Charles Iko probably won't get drafted, uh, which probably makes me wish even more he'd come back. But you know what? I'll be pulling for him anyway because he's in the draft. And he's a Bama guy and I appreciate what he's done. But Brandon Miller probably going number two to Charlotte Hornets or number three to the Portland Trail Blazers. I hope it's Charlotte, but we'll see what happens. But you can check out uh, the NBA mock draft um, on Locked on NBA. And um, th- that's that's going to be very, very cool. So uh, we contributed to that, and uh, hopefully you will go check it out. All right, Jimmy, so now let's do talk a little to Marcus Riddick. I mean, this is a guy I think you can spend a lot of time on. And I know that maybe there's some people like, "Hey, you talk about Marcus Riddick a lot." Well, he's a big. It's <laughs> so, a big deal, and he, the thing about him is he's he's interesting. in In recruiting is kind of like this to me, Jimmy. Okay, if you, even if you are like a bona fide five star plus superstar, no question, you're going to be awesome at the next level and a first round draft pick. If you commit early. And then you shut it down, and you're not really like an active recruiter. But <laughs> some kids are, you know. Right. Some kids are like I don't I don't want to deal with all this. Your your job is to recruit. You got me. I'm going.
1: Sounds I'm like going. you're describing Yonze Pierre a year ago. Exactly. Okay. Hit early, shut it down, and just never heard from him again until he signed on signing day. And he didn't. He
0: he wasn't like, if I remember right, he wasn't on Twitter like saying, "Man, you got to come roll with the right. tide," or you know, whatever and that's fine. I mean, that's just personalities. You can't be mad at somebody for being who they are. And um, my point is this, that there are other recruits out there that probably deserve by their uh, performance on the field, the same accolades as DeMarcus Riddick, but this is recruiting. So it's all about what, what do you do? He's interesting in the sense that it gives, it gives us a lot to talk about. I mean, he's Been committed to Georgia for a while and everybody's like, oh, okay, that was sort of wild considering he's one of the top prospects in the country right here in Alabama. He's close to Auburn. He's kind of close to Tuscaloosa, And now he's visiting Auburn and Alabama all the time. And each time he goes to one of these two places, both places believe a a flip is imminent. Um, I tend to believe the flip to Alabama is more imminent than a flip to Auburn. I do believe a flip is imminent. I don't believe he stays in Georgia's class, but that's what I'm saying is, I think Demarcus Riddick's awesome. I know there's some people like y'all talk about him a lot, but he's always on the move and he's always involved in something. So he's it's a very interesting topic. So that's why we do it. If you're sitting there wondering why don't you talk about some guys we don't hear about as much, well, that's part of the thing is you don't hear about them as much. You <laughs> hear about Demarcus Riddick, so we talk about Demarcus Riddick. So. Uh, Jimmy, having said all that, talk about DeMarcus Rich.
1: Well, you know, he's as high profile as it comes in, in the sense that he's, you know, top five prospect in Alabama for sure. Maybe as high as number two in terms of where he deserves to be ranked in state. And he's committed to Georgia. So, I mean, you got the ingredients in place for a kid that's uh, going to uh, engender a lot of attention. Uh, secondly, not only is he considering flipping from Georgia to Alabama, he's considering flipping Daubert. Uh They've done a good job recruiting him. They've gotten him on campus. Again, we talked about this to to, to an extent with Perry Thompson uh, on yesterday's show. Um, Hugh Freeze is going to get some recruiting wins. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Don't get mad about it. If you're going to get mad about that, then get mad about it right now because it's going to happen eventually. Uh, I would say just off the top of my head, out of every 10 high-priority kids for Alabama, that that's, that's a, a, a very possible Auburn signee. Out of every 10, uh, I think about – Seven are going to choose Alabama, and three are going to choose Auburn right now. That's my guess at a percentage, and that's good. That's a good win for, for Alabama, all things considered. It's just been 10 to nothing for a while, so that's why some Alabama fans are going to faint when it happens, uh, but but times have changed, and, and now it's Hugh Freeze, and NIL sort of levels the playing field for a lot of programs, so he might land Perry Thompson. He might land Demarcus Riddick. He's going to get somebody. Uh, No, no doubt. And and more than one, most likely. So uh, now I think just personally, uh, in in terms of all all the information we've gathered at on three and BOL, uh, I I think that DeMarcus Riddick's going to choose Alabama. I I, I do. Uh, I think it'll be sometime in July uh, that that'll come out or he'll make a big announcement uh, or tweet it or however he chooses to do it. But I I think it's going to be Alabama, but there's uh, there's, reason for optimism. If you're a Georgia fan, there's reason for optimism. If you're an Auburn fan. Uh, So we'll see what happens. I like, I like the fit at, at Alabama. I tell you, it reminds me a little bit of a, of a Mac Wilson type. I mean, in terms of what kind of player he is, I think he's an inside linebacker. uh Again, one of these space guys, I mean, not, not an old school thumper, but maybe Mac might've been a little bit better at the inside thumping than DeMarcus, who's just an ideal middle linebacker space guy like Deontay Lawson who we talked about earlier uh just a guy's real comfortable in coverage and, and playing and defending his area not not just attacking the tackle box and hitting backs in the backfield although he's certainly good at that so uh physical kid football player uh and I like that he's local Chilton County uh you know some, somewhat local to, to to Tuscaloosa somewhat and uh you know, I, I think it's going to be Alabama, his official visit this weekend. It went really well, uh, as expected. And, uh, and and my guess is Alabama, Luke.
0: Well, I think we obviously all hope you're right. Um, I, I think it will be, too. Uh, but you brought this up, and since this segment is coming to a close, we talked about a little bit yesterday. Is there anything else you can tell us about Perry Thompson?
1: not not anything new other than just this this general sense i i still think it's going to be alabama but put it this way uh, I, I predict demarcus Riddick to alabama i predict perry thompson alabama but my dollar bet on perry would be less i, would, I wouldn't risk more uh, uh, uh you know for 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 doing the fan duel bets here uh, I, w- I, w- I would bet more on DeMarcus to Alabama, but I, I, which is strange because he's, he's not committed. just recruiting, right? I mean, DeMarcus is committed to Georgia, and I'm telling you, yeah, you can bet – you can go ahead and bet he's going to Alabama. Perry Thompson's committed to Alabama. I'm like, I'm not so sure. <laughs> so uh, – but I, I do think it will be Alabama for Perry Thompson, but uh, Auburn's given Alabama a good run, a good run here. Uh, Perry likes Auburn, and hey, you know – You can sell a lot of kids on. I know people will point to NIL. That's what they're going to point to. But that ignores one thing, a couple things. But number one, Alabama has a pretty strong NIL program. That's why they signed the number one class in the country just a couple months ago in the NIL era. So don't think that Alabama doesn't have a highly competitive NIL situation. Uh, I I just think a a lot of it could also be this. Do you want to go to Alabama and sit behind Benson, uh, Brooks, uh, Bond? Apprentice, Kendrick Law, heck Emmanuel Henderson, the guys they just signed, jail and Or do you want to come to Auburn and basically be our number one guy the day you step on campus? I mean, that that's what they're telling him. Uh and and a lot of kids are gonna gonna choose that situation. So I get it. Uh, but I I, I would guess Alabama, but I, I'm not super confident in that that pick. You know, and I, I feel
0: like that That's the argument that'll be used too. I feel like that argument may be a little dated, and I hope that kids can see through it in the sense that, um, first of all, if you're good enough, then you will play. Alabama has proven that time and time again. Secondly, um, you may not be behind them if you come in and show enough, and even if you don't start over them right now, like immediately, if you show enough to where they're in practice going, it's sort of like when Tua came to Alabama, and everybody was like, it's a matter of time before he takes over for Jalen Hurts. It's just a matter of time. I mean, all you had to do is watch both of them spin the ball. The problem was one of them was winning every game, and so you couldn't upset that apple cart. I'm sorry. As my phone is going bananas again.
1: It's Perry Thompson asking where he's going.
0: (laughs) If if, 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 I got to send him a voicemail, Jimmy. You're more important. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, so what I'm saying is, with the transfer portal, period. You just say, "Hey, Perry,
1: make make some of our guys get in the transfer portal." That'd be well, my people, pitch. If people want some inside baseball, I'm gonna know. I know this. Uh, one of uh, when when a kid is told you're not, you know, you're not going to play at Alabama, but you play here. I, I know that Nick Saban counters that often with, you know, it's a little insulting to you that they think you're not good enough to play at Alabama. You know yeah. that that's them telling you you're not good enough to play at Alabama. I'm out of Alabama. I recruit all these kids here. No, I'm telling you, you're good enough to play here. So, you know, it, it, it's 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 a little disingenuous and it's a little insulting. Also, this, hey, if you can walk right in and play when you're 18 years old, then maybe there's a problem. Maybe there's a problem you over there. Yeah, you know. So there's some logical comebacks to to that. And and again, kids that want to play right away early, I know another thing Coach Saban tells them is, hey, when you were in ninth grade. You know, when you were in the ninth grade, were you, the, were, you, were you a better player in the ninth grade or a better player in the 12th grade? Now, why do you think that's going to be different in college? You know, you're going to be a better player when you're a senior or a junior uh, at Alabama than you are when you're a freshman. So let, let's worry about getting you better. Let's not worry about whether you're going to be, you know, the best you're ever going to be at 18 years old because it's just simply not true.
0: You know, and uh, those are good comebacks, for sure, for Nick Saban. He should use them. And if all else fails, you can always go with the standard Yamama. <laughs> <laughs> or you always see, go with the
1: standard NIL deal.
0: Or standard NIL. Or how about Yamama would like this big check we're going to give her, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right? Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up some of these recruiting visits with some guys maybe you don't know as much about. And we're back. And I said we're going to talk about some guys. Maybe you don't know as much as about. I didn't mean Jimmy. I meant you guys listening. Um, just that would be kind of funny if I talked about some guys and Jimmy. So I know. Like, I, I know, know more about, about some.
1: I know about. I know more about some guys than others. No doubt about that.
0: All right. I'm going to throw two names out there. Actually, I'm going to throw three names out there because one of them is so interesting to me. Uh, the way this went down. All right. There's Weston Davis, an offensive tackle from from Texas. There's um, Solomon Williams, an edge from, again, from Tampa. It seems like we're trying to get in the Tampa area. I I guess it's probably no coincidence we're going to be playing in Tampa uh, this year against South Florida. And then there is uh, Colin Simmons from Duncanville, Texas, a five-star. And very seldomly is there like a one-sentence or two-sentence write-up about a kid after a visit, especially one as anticipated as this one. But this is the literal quote from the BOL write-up on Colin Simmons. that, it, And everybody was super excited. There was a lot of posts about him on social media. I think he was in Nick Saban's Mercedes, all the stuff that you think Alabama's really pursuing him. He really likes Alabama. This is the write-up. A source told Bama online, this was likely the last time we'll see Simmons in Tuscaloosa. No specific details. Just would not expect him to sign with Alabama. And I was like, okay, either – he got into the uh he got into a big time nil discussion that went very awry or he slapped everybody he saw as he walked by them that's the only two things that could have happened because it was just and for me i think it's
1: probably the former i'm just guessing this is me guessing so well just go show how detailed and what good uh sources Andrew Bone has that that he can uh, uh clue in everyone into that degree and uh yeah his his write-ups when uh players visit are are fantastic and and well worth the uh well worth the price there uh you know I, I don't know uh details but I, I what I do know this about Colin coming in nothing changed in terms of him coming to visit Alabama and him leaving uh, I, I think of all the guys Alabama's recruiting and bringing to campus, he was the least likely signee of all. And by that, I mean, all 55 official visits, not the least likely of this past Saturday. I'm starting to wonder if maybe uh, he included Alabama on his visit list to kind of sexy the visit list up. I mean, this kid's going somewhere else, probably Texas um, all along. Um, and, and, and again, it's not because uh, he doesn't like the coach or he doesn't like Nick Saban or he doesn't like Alabama. I, I think he's just kind of locked into going somewhere else Uh, and, and and sort of, you know, what, you know, maybe it's like, you know, you're going on a family vacation and you're like, Hey, I want to go to Las Vegas. And the other three members of the family are like, no, no, no. We want to go to, you know, we want to go to Cincinnati and, and you got outvoted. So you go to Cincinnati, but the whole time you're thinking, man, Vegas would have been a lot more fun than this. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't think that he was, fired up about about this visit or excited about it because I don't think you're seriously considering Alabama um and, and if people are like why would you not it's the three edges from last year right i mean Alabama signed 3 Colin Simmons last year in the last class and now that would be 3 5 stars soaking up the oxygen in that outside linebacker room um I, and I, I think that in and of itself uh, was going to probably keep Colin Simmons out of Alabama's class, uh, just not wanting to be behind Keeley, behind Pierre, behind Quay Rousseau, not to mention uh, who, who Alabama already had on campus. So uh, that that was just never going to work. I'm sure if there's a regret, it's Alabama using one of their 55 spots to give away on him. It's just that the kid is so next level special that, uh, that they always think they have a chance, right? But uh, apparently this kid's just locked in somewhere else, probably Texas. So, so that that'll be that, and 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 that's fine. Hey, if it's me, I, I'm not just trying to be not greedy or just cut my losses. But I think Alabama's is only going to sign one edge in this group, and I, I just want to be Jordan Ross as anybody else because he's a local kid and he's a high quality player, and he could come in and and redshirt gain some significant weight and be a great player. And now he's now he's created some separation between himself and, and those guys in that last group because those guys are, are are likely to play quickly. Mute, mute, mute. The, the, the look on your face is always worth it, you know, when you realize when I'm saying you're muted. Well,
0: at <laughs> first, you know, every time you tell me I'm muted at first, I think there goes Jimmy interrupting me
1: again. Here he goes again. He will,
0: Was that not enough about Colin Simmons? That was plenty about Colin Simmons. In fact, it was so much about Colin Simmons. I don't think we can talk about the other two uh, guys we mentioned, but that's okay. I did want to throw this out there last night, Jimmy. You're kind of a concert guy, and um, I'm really not a concert person, but I don't mind going to concerts. I just, like, I wish they all started earlier and ended on time. (laughs) Last night, uh, for some reason, my wife uh, bought James Taylor tickets a long time ago, and I, we forgot we had them and, and I had two of my kids flying back out when their flight got canceled. So they stayed. And uh, we went to the James Taylor concert at Oak mountain and I realized very quickly, I was the only person at the concert younger than Oak mountain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but James Taylor was kind of fun. Um, he, he's really kind of funny. And uh, I left, I don't know. I, I got to hear um, you got a friend and um what is it down on sweet copper baby line? james down on copper line sweet baby yeah i heard rain. sweet baby james um and then i was like fire okay fire and rain didn't hear fire and rain uh, I've because seen fire
1: and i've seen rain he didn't do i've seen fire and i've seen rain he didn't do that well he
0: might have done it but about 9:45 when he was supposed to be done at 9:30 he was only 3 songs into the second set and I sort of gave the look of my low lights flickering and I got to get up at five in the morning. He may have seen fire and seen rain, but I need to see the back of my eyelids. So, um,
1: that's- <laughs> that is, you are the worst concert
0: goer. Oh, <laughs> I
1: Exactly. And the worst. And based on how you, no wonder you like the James Taylor show and had a good time because the way you've described how you like going to shows, hey, start early, end early, I got to get to bed. That, that you sound like a James Taylor fan. I, I, I look. <laughs> I am pro concert.
0: I don't know why they all have to start so late. I I'm gonna say the same thing about movies. I went to see the Flash the other day. For those who know, I'm a comic book movie guy, and um, the movie was supposed to start at six. I understand this, but I hadn't been to a movie at a theater in a while. The movie started about six forty with all the all the previews and all this, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I just guys, I, I'm, I I came at six. Because I didn't want to do seven because I was thinking I'm pushing it for me. I like to go to – I get up early. I'm an early to bed, early to rise guy. That's what I like to do. I don't want to stay up late. Nothing good happens after 12, according to Nick Saban. Nothing
1: good happens after nine, according to Luke Robinson. You're one season away from wanting all the Alabama football games to kick off at 11. This well, if I if, well,
0: and I'm a couple of seasons away from lapping over to where I'm gonna be eating breakfast at three in the morning, you know. And so, like, I'm gonna need them to 11 kickoffs kick when I'm gonna definitely want them. Yeah, you're right. Um, but anyway, all right, that's gonna do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get back on Jimmy's countdown tomorrow, and uh, we'll probably have some other news. And until then, roll tight, everybody,
1: roll tight.